The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. What's up, good people? It is another Wednesday. It's been a great week of sports as usual. Mo P, what's happening, brother? Man, what's going on, man? I'm trying to hang on in there, man. It's been a terrible last 48 hours. I'm dealing with this sinus headache, and it's been really uh, trying to bog me down. But, hey, I'm here. I'm here to talk sports. So, man, what's going on with you? Oh, man, I don't know if you see. I I know you know, but I don't know if the rest of the people know. Your boy has been on the run and traveling here, there, and everywhere. I think I hit how many states last week? I hit uh, Dallas. I hit, or I mean, I hit Texas. I hit Wisconsin, Illinois, and Pennsylvania, back to Arizona. So um, went out, uh, checked out a couple of my clients who uh, played for Grant High School. Two good, I mean, really good offensive linemen, um, Isaac, Isaac Rizek and uh, Tyler Coakley. They're both both guys with a lot of upside. So I went out, checked out their game. They played Round Lake. They won. Um, and then Saturday, after their practices, they had to put two and a half hours with me. And I had my brother-in-law, Jeremy, out there recording them. Hey, those boys didn't know what work was until they got with me Saturday again. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and then Saturday night at 6, I was out on a flight to uh, Pittsburgh to check out the game on uh, Sunday. Uh, didn't have a... Hey, my group messed up, didn't have know where I was going to stay, had to call T-Cuz, Terry Cousin, who's assistant coach and player development guy at uh, the Steelers, one of my best friends. He came through. He lived right around the uh, street from Hinesville, got in, got a place to stay, and, and he, he re- rolled out the red carpet for me. So I, I enjoyed my stay in Pittsburgh and watched the game and – Hung out, so that was what I was. I've been up to, which is okay, a lot. Cool. Cool. <laughs> it's always good to know people in different places. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, so just a fun week of sports. I mean, you got everybody in Chicago is on eggshells right now still because of the Cubs. Are you paying attention to the uh, baseball? Yeah, I've, <clears throat> yeah. I've been. Uh, I've been looking at the games, and you know. The fact of the matter is this, in in the postseason, good pitching nine times out of ten is going to beat good hitting. And especially when you have, you know, your three, four, five hitters not really hitting like they typically hit. So they, you know, the Cubs just ran into a buzzsaw with Harvey, uh, Shenangard, and, and DeGrom last night. 
Uh, so we'll see what they do tonight. Um, I, I didn't realize that it was a 2-3-2 format. So if the Cubs win tonight, they play again tomorrow. So let, let's see what they do. I mean, I'm, again, I'm a Sox fan. So if they lose, I could care less. But, you know, at the same time, I'd like to see them at least, you know, win a game here. And then, and even, you know, hey, make it to the World Series. But right now, it looks very bleak for that to happen. So, Man, I mean, today is Back to the Future Wednesday, Reese. Have some it love is, for them. It is Back to the Future Wednesday, but I've already posted a meme on Facebook and, and, and laughed at it. So, uh yeah, it is what it is, man. I, I think they just ran into a buzzsaw. And <clears throat> even though the Cubs went 7-0 and in the regular season against the Mets, this is not the same team that they played in the regular season. This is a totally revamped team. The The pitching staff is, is very good, especially the starters. Now, if, if they could somehow, you know, put up a couple of runs against the starters and dig into the bullpen, maybe they'll have a chance. But, you know, if that doesn't happen... I mean, for the Cubs, you know, a, a stunning statistic that uh, Ernie Johnson gave uh, last night, the Cubs have not gotten a leadoff hitter on <clears throat> in any in, inning in this, in this uh, series. Mm. So if you're not getting a leadoff hitter on base, it's going to be hard for you to manufacture any type of runs. And, you know, if you're the Mets pitching staff, you're like, I don't care about giving solo shots here and there. You know, you're, they're not – you don't you're not giving up a ton of runs, you know, you're not giving up home runs when there's like one, two or three men already on base. So they could care less about the solo shots. And the only one that's hitting them really is uh, Scherzer. So but yeah, that's that. And uh, right now, Toronto and Kansas City, they're playing last. I checked. Uh, I don't know. The score may be different now. Toronto was up one nothing, but it may be different right now. So, yeah, I. I feel bad because I typically will watch baseball around this time of the year, at least a few innings, and I've just been so much on the go that it hasn't grabbed my attention probably like it should be. Um, but my one thing, Dylan, uh, with the Cubs, and I've seen this before with other teams and stuff like that, sometimes the worst thing you can have with a young group is early success. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes having that big big series that they just had, sometimes all their energy was spent there, you know, and then going into a ne- another series, if you're not mentally prepared for it, it won't work. Like I look at some of the earlier or younger teams, like the Bulls, for example. They had some decent teams, but until they were able to – you know, fell a little bit and things like that, it seemed like they were much better prepared to go ahead and win championships. Yeah, one one thing that, you know, a lot of Cubs fans don't want to fess up to is the St. Louis Cardinal team that they faced in the postseason was not it just, similar to, uh, to the situation with the Mets, but, you know, the exact opposite. They They weren't the same team that, you know, played during the regular season. They had a lot of guys injured. So the Cubs beat up on a St. Louis Cardinals team that was really shorthanded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to take that in consideration also. But right now it's just you, you're facing a Mets squad that has dominant pitching. And, and for the most part, dominant pitching is going to dominate, you know, 
good hitting, and that's just the way it's, it is. I see the score right now, the Toronto KC game. Uh, uh, it's five nothing. So it looks like that's going to go to a a game what six, I believe, and that'll be back in KC if uh, KC doesn't you know put up some runs in the next couple of innings. But hey, you know that's that's it. I mean, cause it's do or die for tonight. You know, yeah. Because, so, so and, and like, I would for the city itself, I would want it just because Chicago is such a rich city of tradition and hardworking people, and you know they will take this, especially for the Cubs fans. I mean, to be miserable as long as they have been, I want to see them win. Uh, to be quite honest, so and, and who said? Who knows? You know. Uh, with Epstein and um, with Ramirez, they've been behind the eight ball before, <laughs> backs against the wall, and learn how to come back. So that's good, you know, when you have some people on your staff that have persevered uh, and maybe they can communicate and convey it to the other people uh, around them and who knows what happens. But anyway. You know, that that's a that's a funny thing now that you mentioned that, you know, both teams had a quote-unquote curse on them and uh Epstein was uh the GM when Boston came back from a 03 deficit to uh beat the Yankees so he's the man- general manager of the Cubs now and R- Ramirez is on the squad with I don't know what his job title is but uh hey who knows so you got to get number 1 first there you go well anyway we're going to go up into football uh did you so the college games, uh, well, let's just talk about the game. <laughs> I mean, and shout out to Jamel Hill. I mean, she. <laughs> that sister, that sister laid it all out on uh, Monday morning on uh, his oh, and hers. She had on her red nose, her big shoes, her orange hair, and she climbed. <laughs> she, she definitely climbed. climbed. I but would- let me. Let me tell you, man, that was I I was literally this close to I I was very close to changing the channel because I thought the game was over. But but, uh, man, I tell you what, you know, my wife was sitting on the couch and, you know, Amina uh, was sitting in the high chair eating. And when that punter dropped that ball and it got scooped up. I must have screamed. So, and my next door neighbor is an avid Michigan fan. So I know that he heard me screaming. You know, uh, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my, I cannot believe what I'm seeing here. But unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And, and you said when he scooped up the ball, how about this? When a punter tossed the ball, <laughs> he taught, he taught, well, the punter was trying to, you know, get a punt off. You know, and a whole bunch of things went wrong with that play. But, you know, I was I was telling my dad this. This is one of the major issues that I have with these rugby style punters, especially the guys that are coming over from Australia and they're not used to facing that type of heat and that type of pressure in that moment. You know, when he saw that nobody was back there and they had all 11 guys up on that line. And their their main focus was getting at the punt. You know, he just he, he just choked. I mean, plain and simple. And you know, he with that rugby style, he wants to take three, two to three steps to the right before getting the kick off. There's not enough time, so I think he really, really panicked in that situation. 
Yeah, all was not good in the hood on that one. And uh, did you see the memes how with Michael Jordan's face over Harbaugh with the oh, tear? Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I I was cracking up. I hated for I I've always I've been a fan of Michigan State. Oh, I shouldn't say a fan. I've respected their program, um, and I respect Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I probably was more or less rooting for Michigan, which is not doesn't happen very often with me. So to see that happen, you know, it's just like, I mean, I want to see Harbaugh have success because I can appreciate uh, his um, him being somewhat eccentric or eccentric. I just I can appreciate him and I want them to do well. I think it'd be a good story, especially a place where you grew up, you know, when your dad's a coach, now you're the head coach. And not to say that this loss diminishes any of what's going to be, but it just, yeah, it sucked. And I can only imagine what practice was like on Sunday. I mean, Monday. But, you know, for me, as an Illinois alum, I could care less about both programs. You know, I'm just watching the game just to be entertained. I, I have no rooting interest whatsoever with both of the programs, you know, even Ohio State now when it gets to, you know, national matchups and cross-conference matchups, then, yeah, that's cool. But Well, we'll talk about the the Buckeyes after this. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're talking about college. And, you know, the big talk now is uh, with Ohio State, Urban Meyer making a decision to uh, stick with or go with J.T. Barrett. Uh, over Cordell. Uh, I, Reese, what's your thoughts on that? 
I think it's the proper move. Um, I think it was about that time. You know, I, I tried to give Cardell the benefit of the doubt. I was thinking and hoping that once uh, Ezekiel Elliott gets more involved in the offense, that he'd kind of settle down and, you know, just become a more accurate passer and and uh, not lose his cool uh, visually uh, while playing. And I, I think that, you know, there's a there's a difference uh, when JT's in the game and when, when Cardale's in the game. So. Absolutely. And I think that for me, uh, Car- uh, JT – just knowing and playing college athletics and shoot, just even high school, anytime a sophomore is going in and cho- chosen to be captain by his peers, that says a lot. You know, um, that means that they, they, you demonstrate, you have that it. And that it can't always be, it's not something that's tangible. Either you have it or you don't. And so he seemed to be that young man that have it. And so, yes, the upside of Cardell with passing, but shoot, with that offense, really, you don't need that much passing anyway. You need to be able to throw the ball, and if you have another set of legs that can run outside of your running back, now you stretch that field horizontally and vertically. Yeah. And I think that um, for me, even last year with the hype when Cardell did his thing, I, I'm not taking anything away from him. I definitely didn't think he should have went straight to the pros because I think he is not just being able the ability to play. There's a lot of people that have the ability to play at the higher level, but they don't have the mentality to play at the uh, higher level, and there's the big difference. You see a lot of college All-Americans that once they go to the pros, they look like all pedestrian. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, my <clears throat> right now, you know, like I said, I, I I was a fan of Cardale and, you know, especially after he did what he did in three major games without, you know, look, he was a third string quarterback coming into uh, that game with Wisconsin last year. And, you know, third string quarterbacks don't get that many reps. For, so for him to come in and de- do what he did against Wisconsin, against Alabama, and, of course, against Oregon. You know, that's very commendable. But, you know, right now I'm just concerned with some of the things, some of the non-football things that I see, you know, the the bickering, the, the, the uh, you know, just the, the outward show of frustration, like all the time, almost after every play, every negative play. And I think, you know, that's a sign of character. That's a sign of a lack of poise. And it may be the reason why he was a number three to begin with. Well, originally he was number two. And then he got demoted down uh, going into last year. And it goes back to what I said, early success, maturity. And so um, I think that, and I'm not trying to, you know, tear the kid down, but I think those are things that you look at and those are, uh, with that system, and let's be honest, with the talent around him, pretty much Maurice, if you and I went in there, I'm not going to say we would win as many games, but shoot, we can win three games with the talent they have around them. Yeah, they, and, they definitely have a, a ton of talent, and I, I think, you know, just getting JT Barrett on the field adds another weapon, you know, out there that, you know, you, you basically become undefendable. In, in a sense, where you have a dominant run game. You know, the offensive line is starting to pick it up a little bit, starting to push, get get good pushes. Uh, it, 
I'm going to be inter- it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh Saturday uh night at Rutgers because if you recall even last year uh when Ohio State went to Northwestern in prime time they had a little bit of trouble and this Rutgers team yeah their record isn't that great but they're they're a team of fighters so I want to see how Ohio State comes comes out in prime time and 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 how they they're able to move the ball early on in that game because if they let Rutgers stay, hang around for a while, you know, you never know what could happen. And that and going back to last year, that loss was what led to the Northwestern down you know downturn that entire season. But we'll see. It's a big game, and they shouldn't overlook Rutgers. Yeah, I don't think they'll overlook them, but I think that Ohio State will also have that fight. Now it's different when you have a leader. When you have a dude that can get you in the huddle, look you in the eyes, it, it not just the offense is affected by that, the defense. Because when they see their guys walking out with swag and knowing that they can stay off the field or knowing that, you know, points are going to get scored, man, that just permeates throughout the program. Uh, and I think that, you know, they're seeing now, okay, yeah, this guy, this uh, Cordell. I mean, the thing is, you still have a good de- number two. So I think, though, the leadership, the change in leadership gives that spark. Um, but talking about, you know, getting sparked and going on to the other things, let's talk about this uh, past week of football. I don't know if you checked out the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, I think I picked the Falcons to win, and they disappointed. Did, did you pick the Saints in that game last week? Yeah, I picked, I picked the Saints in that game. I actually had a pretty good week last week. Picking teams, I, I only lost. I think I only picked three, maybe three or four uh, losers last week. So, but I yeah, I did pick the Saints, and you know, it was it was it was a little bit surprising out of game how how easy it was, but it, it just is it's a testament to a Drew Brees isn't done. B even though Carolina has a you know a good substantial lead in that division anything can happen because Carolina has some tough games coming up but also even though Dan Quinn is a head coach in Atlanta they still don't have the pieces defensively to be become an elite defense and that will come over time I believe oh yeah it comes with the draft and things like yeah. that and, and I just thought Atlanta I felt like they can make the Saints one-dimensional to me, and they weren't able to get it done. You know, and again, it is a testament, and from my perspective, of the parity that takes place in the NFL. It's probably one of the one true uh, sports where there's kind of parity throughout. It doesn't matter if you're a major market or not; you can still win. Um, it only it probably affects free agency <laughs> in that case, but in terms of lining up. Every, any any given Sunday, or in this case Thursday, um, anyone can win. The next game, Absolutely. Redskins versus the Jets. We both kind of – you you didn't go with the Redskins, did you? I, I know I went, no, with, the I went with the Jets. And yeah, I went with Marshall, the Jets. Brandon Marshall was playing, and, yeah, boy, the bearded the bearded uh, Fitzpatrick was showing, yeah. showing a little swivel in the hips and scoring and showing being a competitor. Hey, take care of the ball. Get fifteen the ball, and when Chris Ivory's healthy, run that thing. And defense, you know, will start gelling even more when you can lock up and play man coverage. It's a wrap. Yep. So uh, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to the week that they uh, played New England the, oh. the first time around. I, I don't know when, when that it, is. No, but, that'll be uh, the second time. Uh, or, uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. But let's stick with this, though, man. Did you see the Steelers versus Cardinals? No, I, I didn't see it, but I did pick the Steelers to beat the Cardinals. And, I, you know, look, Landry Jones came out of nowhere, made the throws. He looked poised back there. What can you say? Hey, yeah, I was there live at the game, um, and I just felt like, you know, Carson Palmer hadn't been turning over the ball. So that was one thing. I felt like the run, uh, the running game for the Cardinals needed to probably be up. And it, it was an interesting game. I mean, because I'm a Mike Tomlin fan and I'm a Bruce Arians fan. And I'm a fan of the Rooney uh, family because they've done some things with minorities that was behind, be uh, ahead of their time. In fact, I saw old man Rooney walking in, and that dude, you want to talk about fight? I see why the Steelers are who they are. I mean, he has to be in his 90s. He didn't want security. And I don't know if you know this, but he used to walk uh, every day. He would walk to and fro practice, from practices at night without security, things like that, for he still was doing it up until probably 10 years ago. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not know that. And, and I didn't he, know that. Yeah, he was actually walking over the bridge, dog. I was like, that wow. is gangster. Yeah, you wow. know? yeah so it's a t- man, it's unbelievable. So I was there. Um, you know, I think the worst thing that happened to the Cardinals was Michael Vick getting injured. And I swear, I thought he had a concussion. Because when I saw his head hit, and then the knee hit hit the ground, and then the guy's uh, knee hit his head, I was like, "He's gone." And then they said, it was, "Then he came back was a hamstring," and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow!" But I had I was fortunate enough to uh, talk to some of the guys after the game, and I still, you know, I, I, it's safe to say that the Michael Vick era is probably over. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is. I mean. You know, he he did what he could to win the game uh, the week before. But in terms of like really, you know, settling in and, and being comfortable, I, I think he's been hit so much in the dome and he's had so many concussions and injuries that, you know, that starts to play with your psyche. And I think that, you know, trying to play with that in the back of your mind, I, I think that's really hindering him, who's all who is already not supremely accurate to begin with yeah because so. he has a long wind up his feet are not settled but you the guy he's a guy you want to root for even when he messed up just his story his redemption story and just the fact that it's something about michael vick that captivates people yeah uh, yeah ab- absolutely and, and so you, you root for him and it's like does he retire after this year you know from a football mind, I say yes. As a fan, you still like to see him on the bench with somebody, you know, even if he's a number three, uh, because he still has good legs. But for, you know, uh, I also want to see the man have a healthy life after football. And yeah. I, so a little concerned. But then that uh, going into the next game, uh, Vikings and Chiefs, Vikings went ahead and won. Uh, it, I thought it would be a close game, and it proved to be. And so um, 
what did you think? Did you catch that one? No, I, I didn't see it, but, uh, you know, except for the one touchdown in the second quarter, I mean, it was just all field goals by uh, Minnesota throughout the game. And, you know, t- uh, KC put up 10 points in the fourth, but uh, I think it was a rather sloppy game. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> Uh, quite a bit of penalty uh, penalties on KC, so that was a difference also. Yeah, well, we'll uh, talk about the next game after this. We're going to go to break. See you in a bit. Your internet flagship station for sports... sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's sports talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday Tuesday Thursday and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time 12 noon Eastern time Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome back to the man cave. Uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, some NFL football and uh, another big game that, that happened over the weekend. Uh, probably the biggest game was uh, Carolina at Seattle. And uh, I know that last week you picked Seattle. Uh, you picked, uh, yeah, you picked Seattle. I picked Carolina to win. And uh, I had said that uh, that uh, my man would beat Seattle with his legs. Didn't really happen that way. He beat him with his arm and with uh, Olsen. But uh, what do you think of the game? I was shocked. I, you know, now I am having a little concern with the uh, with Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Cam, Cam, uh, he did his thing. He messed around and again showed the ability to be who he is. And it, it makes you know. Um, I wish that Cam 
had just did. I, I, I wish Seattle had played. I thought Cam Chancellor was going to be the X factor on Greg Olson. But then the other part of me, because I had Olson as my fantasy tight end, I was happy to pull <laughs> up the uh, victory versus your brother, actually. Uh, but, yeah, see, the Panthers without receivers, I mean, basically – Cam Newton is carrying the team on his back, you know. And let, me tell, let me tell you, man. Let me tell you what what they've been able to do uh, over these uh, first few weeks is absolutely remarkable. Without a, without a number one, without a go to receiver, and you know the go to guy so far has been Greg Olson. How long that will last, I, I don't know. But if they can get one guy to step up, you know, and be that go to receiver. And it'll just open up things a lot more, even for the running game, you know. But for the most part, look, Carolina's defense is really, really good. They're really, really good, and they're really opportunistic, you know. So you add that to a good special teams, to a offense that isn't turning the ball over, and Cam's taking care of the ball. And, you know, late in that fourth quarter, some of them throws, for them to uh, have four drives of 80 yards, and, and score is absolutely remarkable. So Cam's playing like a like an MVP candidate, man. And um, if he keeps it up, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year. Absolutely, and you got to give credit where credit is due. And you know, going to their the Panthers' O line, you know, they're playing good ball up front, and that makes a difference. Uh, the next ga- game I'm going to talk about is Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. I. I think I took the Bengals, but I thought the Bills, because of Tyrod Taylor being out, you know, I just wanted to see the fight in the Bills. And, you know, they had the fight still. Uh, just, you know, you see the drop-off at quarterback play, you know, uh, with Tyrod being out. And the Bengals, let's be real, they're actually a solid team that has depth. Yeah, yeah, I did pick the Bengals to win this, and – you know, there. This is probably, like you just said, the most deep that Cincinnati has been on the offensive side of the ball, in in years. Probably since uh, Marvin Lewis has been there. But with the uh, with the addition of uh, uh, Jackson as the uh, offensive coordinator, I really think that's helping uh, the redhead uh, <laughs> step his the game mass, up. So. I saw the mascot. He looks like the, the mascot. <laughs> yeah, the, the mascot. But uh, at the other side of the token, I'm, I'm really concerned with Buffalo. I know this week uh, a couple of guys, have, well, or maybe one in particular, have uh, come out and said they hate uh, Rex Ryan's defense. And uh, they're basically insinuating that they want to apply more pressure. And I think uh, Rex came out today and, and said, yeah, there is an issue with the defense. So you don't, you don't we'll see what type of change. You don't you know, have, they, well, that's, that's, a, that's a major issue. They don't have yeah, you don't, I mean, Gilmore, I thought, would be playing better uh, from uh, South Carolina. Uh, but they, uh, they don't have the defensive backs. So you have to play a soft zone. And, yeah, right now they, I don't see them being able to – apply man and you know and do the things to get pressure that they need because they don't have the people to cover and so you know right now i think that you just pretty much have to scheme out scheme people and and pray pray you know keep the ball in front of you and hey you better be good tacklers 
And I think that's where they are as a team. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, you, you can't, you know, uh, a defensive backfield that's already thin and already not as talented uh, as, you know, the top defenses in the league um, you can't apply even more pressure on them by, you know, bringing guys up and blitzing DBs or corners and whatnot. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You got you have the quarterback situation with, with Tyrod Taylor, and, you know, I don't, I don't know his health issues or whatnot. But even even with him, you know, will he be able to step his game up? Because right now, you know, they look very pedestrian. So Yeah. And speaking of pedestrian, the Lions and the Bears. And, to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I – on paper, the Lions should win, and they did. But both teams, you know, I I really hope for more for the Lions. Um, you got any quick thoughts on that? Well, you know, the the biggest controversy that came out of that game was the touchdown call, uh, the, which should have been incomplete if you really consider the the, the rules. Um, you go back to Des Bryant's catch. And a couple of catches that happened in the end zone throughout, you know, recent history. You know, if you're not if you're not coming down with that ball in your hands, it should be incomplete. So I don't know. I, I didn't see the game, but I saw that highlight, and I know that was a point of contention. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you still got to play through that. You got to make plays, and you know. Uh, okay, so then we're going on uh, to get to some of the key things uh, too. Teams with uh, quarterback situations, the Broncos and the Cleveland Browns. I hate to say it. I know his boys defended it, and I said this last year. Peyton is like that that dog that, you know, that one leg, <laughs> and I, I just think it, it's time for him. Yeah, man, you know, I they, they cut to that game, you know, and uh, after uh, the – the regional game and just watching them play, man, it seems like he's exerting so much energy and so much effort just to throw a simple out route, you know, mm-hmm. a simple, you know, 15 yard out route. And it, it seems like he's just struggling to get it out there. And I, I think it's, I think he's done, man. I, you know, they're, they've been so fortunate to be what, six and zero right now, five and zero, six and zero. Uh, I had I had picked Cleveland to win this game and thought, you know, I was going to, you know, be able to rub this in your face a little bit. But uh, McCown let me down. McCown had a couple of terrible passes in that fourth quarter and also the overtime, uh, which cost them uh, that game or, or the, the chance to win the game. Um, so but, you know, back to Denver, I, I don't know, man. The defense is dominant. Hold on. Well, one of the do- defense is dominant, but I want to get back to Cleveland. I don't know if you are aware of what happened with Johnny Manziel and his girlfriend. Uh, did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Uh, I, I just think at this point, the fact that, you know, he's back drinking again after being in rehab, even though he wasn't drinking the same amount, you, you just got to let him go. Yeah, yeah, I think I think because with the drinking to to me being stopped 
and and questioned by police is less of an issue than the drinking. I'm a, I'm more concerned with the drinking because apparently it was just an argument or whatever, and they pulled over, I guess. But to go through rehab, the purpose of going through rehab is to, you know, basically get you to change your mindset and change your thinking and not put yourself in that position again. You know, where drinking is your is your stumbling block. So that that's a point of uh, definitely a point of concern with me. And I'm at the you know, Cleveland has some decisions to make in the offseason. Yeah. And then so we're going to go to the next game, Texas Jaguar, two pedestrian teams, which the Texans shouldn't be. But they won. I think we both. No, you picked Jacksonville. No, I, yeah, I picked Jacksonville. And there I you go. That was I can't even believe you did that. But that's a whole nother story. The next game, Dolphins at Titans. You you I went with that hometown you went yeah, with that I, hometown sauce and they, they disappointed. <laughs> well, they, they you know they came out and tried to put a hit out on Mariota, so you know he's going to be out for a week or two with a sprained MCL. Yeah, but so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the Dolphins. You know they they played like a different team, especially I defensively. Thought, oh, I'm sorry. I actually thought that Tennessee would beat the Dolphins. Uh, to be quite honest, um, but you know, because I thought the Dolphins the week before I was dealing on emotional high, so you know, it's neither here or there. But then going to the game, the Chargers versus the Packers, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you know, hey, the dude knows how to win. Point blank, knows how to win. Did you catch any of that? No, I, I well, yeah, I, I did look at some of it. I was flipping back and forth between the Seattle Carolina game and that, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good game. And you know, I I, I just kind of feel sorry for Philip River, Rivers. You know, it's just he cannot get over the hump. You know, and not it, you know he's putting up. Look, I'm looking at his numbers: forty forty three of sixty five. Most you know pass completions in league you know history. You know, so. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Are. Stats, but yeah. not wins. And then you have yeah. the 49ers and the Ravens. Man, Baltimore has some issues. I, I mean, I, there's no way 49ers should be beating them. Well, but, you know, I, I picked for, uh, 49ers to win, and the reason, you know, I told you that they were going to win, Cap actually played pretty well the week before, and I thought that that would carry over into this week, and it definitely did. Well, I don't trust that. I trust him. But then the game that I, I mean, everybody wanted to watch, the Patriots at the Colts, and the game was a lot closer than what everybody thought. We thought it was yeah. going to be, hey, we thought that, like, they were going to be like, who hasn't scored yet coming in? And it wasn't that kind of game. Man, but, look, everybody and their mama thought uh, New England was going to put up 80 on them. Yeah, we're going to uh, go into break. We're going to finish up with the uh, other two teams and get into picks. Uh, we'll be back. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports surfing is taking the world by storm it's not just the sport itself but the culture that surrounds it from music to fashion art and competition surf talk show is the place that will showcase it all 
Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So, we're back, and we are at that time. We're going to finish up, but I'm going to kind of include this into our Houston We Have a Problem. Um, so we don't, we don't need the sound bits for this. What in the world with the special teams with the Indianapolis Colts? I, I know being a coach, when you practice gate, no gate, things like that, everybody did not expect the ball to be snapped, including the guy, the safety that was taking the snap at quarterback. So the dude, the receiver that snapped the ball, that was the issue. And yeah. Coaches have to take the blame. But, you know, because it's uh, what needs to uh, be done, you know, take the onus for the team. But the reality is I don't blame Chuck Pagano for that. I blame the inability of people to pay attention and to get shell-shocked and pressure during that situation. Did you see that play? Yeah, I saw the play. But, I, you know, I, I take a different, you know, perspective on that. It shouldn't have been done to begin with. You know, it, it's really, to me, it was a demonstration of mental weakness, uh, a demonstration that, you know, of, you know, a feeling that you can't win unless you try to trick and, and run trick plays and, you know, this, that, and other. The game was relatively close, and I don't, I don't think, I know they were trying to, you know, get a 12 men on the field call or an offsides call or something like that. But, man, look, don't don't take that risk. And if you see, look, you as a coach have the ability to call a timeout. If you see that, you know, it's not going the way that you, you want it to go, call a timeout. So I, I definitely put the onus on, on uh, Pagano. So here's my issue and here's my perspective with it. So I could see... New England did this last year in the playoffs. And I don't call it a trick play if it's something you practice. I think more or less that was a play designed to get them to call a timeout. More so than if you see 12 men on the field, great, snap it. 
If not, you want basically to see if New England will burn a timeout. And I think that, you know, especially with the game being that close, you want that in your favor at the end of the game. I don't necessarily call that a trick play. I, I guess you should know, you would think you would know at the NFL level, especially if it's going to be, you know, if it's a situation where field goal or a punt, just take the delay a game. But no one expected the boy to snap the ball. And I think that was the issue. I, well, I, 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 think, I, have, I think, you know, it wasn't just the snap, but I think they, were, they weren't lined up legally that, also. That was another that, issue with the play. Now, that was the other issue. But I don't have an issue of doing something like that in that situation because you go with counter thought. Counter uh, thought. And what the thing is, you're in that situation. Okay, they call a timeout or you get a delay a game. But you don't think he's going to snap the ball. And, you know, just like you could tell your players, no matter how old they are, on two, on two. And it's always that one that would move on one. And I think that was the situation. And you have to be able to call two on a situation where it's under pressure. So same thing with this. You should be able to not feel like you got to snap the ball. We'll just take a delay a game. That's fine. That gives us more cushion to punt. So I, I'm not totally against the reverse logic with that. Yeah, I agree. Guys should know how to line up, things like that. Now, if they hadn't been adequately practicing that and guys know, then that's then yeah, I'll blame the coach. But I think it's an issue of, you know, really you weren't even supposed to snap the ball. And technically, as long as you don't snap the ball, the legal formation really wouldn't be taken into effect because it'd be a delay of game. So yeah, I'm fine, with, I'm fine just, with that. Just throw that play in the garbage. Don't no, don't no. and this you know this is going to come back and 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 get Pagano canned. Well, this, no, he was going to get fired anyway. This but, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, it was a, it was out of desperation. And what what was the score at this time? Any anyway, how much they were, were they up down? Six. But but here's the thing, Reese. They've done the Patriots have done the same thing with you know the ineligible man, and that's not considered a trick play if you practice it. So I mean, for Pagano to do that, I I don't take issue with it. Uh, to be quite honest, I think you know the, a situation like that, you get a free you know uh, you take a timeout away from a very explosive team. And it gives you a chance, especially if you guys are playing each other tight. I take no issue with that. Uh, but then, you know, going on to talk a little bit more football so we can make our picks, the Giants and the Eagles, talk about garbage. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a terrible game. I can't, you know, the worst thing about that game is I can't get my time back for watching it. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I appreciated about that game is that I picked Philly to win. Other yeah, than I, that, it was terrible. So the next the next game we have uh, going into this week, making our picks: Seattle versus the Forty Niners. I got to take Seattle. This man, gosh, this is such a tough game. I, I'm going to go with uh, Seattle also. Okay, Bills versus Jaguars. Bills. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. I got the Bills. All right. We got Buccaneers versus Washington. Uh, I, I have ooh, 
Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay, too. Uh, we have Atlanta versus Tennessee. I'm going with Atlanta. Atlanta. Whoa! I what? I, 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 I've, I've, I've run out of uh, my Tennessee pick. So I'm, this I'm game is an interesting game for me. Uh, New Orleans at Indy. I think at some point Indy has to get it turned around. But I think both teams are marginal teams at best with the potential of upside. But I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going with the Colts also. Okay, here's one. NFC North, Vikings at Detroit. Oh, man. Um, I'm going with the Vikings. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm torn on this one, too. I think it may come down to the running game. And for some reason, uh, Detroit is not running the ball, and I feel like they have the people to do it. But I'm going to take Minnesota. All right, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Ooh. Well, I just got the little blurb from Yahoo Sports saying that uh, Roethlisberger has been upgraded to questionable, so I'm going with Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. They have, a, they have a lot of depth at receiver. Their defense has been playing better, and there is no Jamal Charles to, uh, with Niles Davis to give that balance. Uh, Cleveland at the Rams. <laughs> Man, you know... I'm going with St. Louis, but there's something about the the Browns that I like. Maybe it's just Josh McCown. I was a, I'm a Josh McCown fan, but man, he really let me down last week. So yeah. I'm going with Rams. St. Louis for me. Texans at Dolphins. I feel JJ what is going to start doing some more stuff, and maybe the guys I'm are going to rally around him. What do, what do you have? I'm going with the Dolphins. All right, going to put two in, two in a row. Jets versus Patriots. Ugh. <laughs> ay, 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 caramba. I'm uh, going to go. My head says New England. My heart says the Jets. I'm going with my heart today. You, you needed to go with your head. Patriots. All right. Raiders at Chargers. <laughs> oh. I, I, uh, the battle for Los Angeles. I'm going with Oakland, believe it or not. I'm, I'm going with San Diego. Cowboys at the Giants. I, Giants. I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going with Giants. All right, Eagles at Panthers. Ooh, Panthers will be 6-0 and next week. At, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you there, my friend. Baltimore here at the Big Tosta Cardinals. Uh, <clears throat> Arizona is going to bounce back, and Baltimore is going to drop the 1-6. and six. Yeah, Cardinals going to win it. Well, Reese, man, uh, we have a lot of sports to talk about. I'm sure we're going to be texting, Facebooking, how we do during the week, man. But thanks for coming on. I hope you uh, take care of that head or that sinus cold. Yeah, Yeah. man, it's it's getting better little by little. But I'm starting to get a a sore throat now, so I'm going to go and do something about it. Well, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll check you next week. Peace. Peace out. All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.